Hello, what's going on, everybody? Hope everybody's having a good day. Uh, Saturday, February the 10th, Super Bowl weekend, and basically, I just wanted to come on here and share a, a special report that I wanted to do. Just a very interesting video that I watched, and I just wanted to share it with everybody. Uh, everybody knows about Wilt Chamberlain's 100 point game, and uh, I know it's Super Bowl weekend, but we all love sports, and uh, I think we can all probably appreciate this. So uh, thanks for coming by and hanging out. Let's just get into it. Nobody needs an introduction to Wilt Chamberlain, who he is, what he's done, <clears throat> and the great Wilt Chamberlain. I mean, what else do you need to, what else do you need to add? So, of course, we have to put this up here because, you know, I'm – Stealing copyrights from people that's going to make millions of dollars on this because I'm going to make a million. So <clears throat> under the fair and copyrights section 107, the law from 1978 says that I can use this for reactionary and for news and to share. So thank you all for stopping by here for just a few minutes and let's go over here and just hit the play button and let's just get started. purely as a combination of size, speed, strength, and agility. Then the young dipper, Will Chamberlain, might have been the greatest pure athlete of the 20th century. Yeah. And if not, he's at least in the conversation. Will oh, Chamberlain's God. life was a mix of wild myths and gargantuan feats. None more striking than the one he pulled off on a cold and dreary winter night in Hershey, Pennsylvania in 1962. This incredible season, in which Wilt averaged over 50 points per game, reached its zenith in the Hershey Arena before just over 4,000 fans. What they saw down on the floor was an unstoppable basketball force. 25-year-old Wilt Chamberlain, at the height of his powers. Whoever believed that anyone would score 100 points in one ball game, it was done tonight by Wilt Chamberlain. On the airplane, we'd been talking that day about um, Will Chamberlain, he's going to score 100 points against somebody pretty soon. And we get off the airplane, and the first stop was the bellman. Hey, did you guys hear what Will did tonight? No. He scored 100 points tonight. And that's sort of is something that, you know, they talk about things that won't be broken. I can assure you that won't be broken. Yeah. Um, what's interesting about this whole story uh you know I've, they're, they're gonna go on and tell uh, a little bit more about it as as this goes on uh hit the subscribe button while you're already here hit the thumbs up it helps the video grow and helps us grow our channel we very much appreciate it here at locker room sports he had been on an average that year already uh wilt had to you know uh, he was averaging through the year i think it was 57 points you know uh for the year already uh, it's insane to think. What I'm saying is, it's not that it's right, not that it's something that's commonly done every day to score 100 points in a basketball game by one human. But some of the guys and the way uh, Jerry laid it out there, he wasn't, a lot of the guys weren't surprised. And you'll see that as this goes on, like some of his teammates, like he had scored, I think. It says the week before or just a few days before, he scored like 76. 
so they knew it was just a matter of time. And uh, these are just some more details about uh, Wilt Chamberlain, the 100-point game that I don't think a lot of people knew. I mean, some people, some of you may know, uh, and we know about the game, and we know there was no cameras there. So the shots you're going to see through here, they're clips from other games during that year or even through his career. So uh, there was just one local radio guy there actually covering the game. But there's a lot of more details and kind of funny stuff, you know, that kind of goes along with it. Wilt kind of uh, having a good time and <clears throat> cutting up with it and, and his teammates. So uh, let me hush here and we'll just keep playing it. Thank you all for coming by, too. I once performed in that arena. It's in Hershey, Pennsylvania. And all I could think about in the locker room was this was the locker room that, that Wilt was in when he scored 100 points. How could somebody score 100 points in a game? Wow, to losing somebody to score 100 points and how did he do it? I had not had an hour sleep, not even a moment. I lived in New York City. I had to commute from New York to Philadelphia to get your bus around 11 or 12 o'clock. And if anyone knew me at that time, I had a somniac and I never really went to bed before 4 or 5 in the evening. That's very interesting. I didn't even know that. I mean, well, I think we just take it some kind of for granted that, you know, they're superstar because he's, <clears throat> you know, considered to be the greatest to ever, you know, do it. Uh, because players have cars. I mean, but you got to remember now, this is in uh, 67, I think, is when it happened. Uh, these he had to get a bus, and he had been on it showing right here a picture. He'd been on an award show for, you know, winning an award for something, and uh, he didn't sleep anyway, so he felt bad. He didn't even ha he wasn't even having a good day. But here's what's cool. Um, it's going to tell here in just a minute. What's interesting is he always loved to play these penny arcades if they were around the area where they were at. And he goes in the penny arcades and uh, pretty uh, <clears throat> interesting story. What happens at the penny arcades? In the morning, plus. It was toward the end of the season, and I had a date that, that, that night before. And so, uh, you know, every, everything led to me not having a night a night's sleep. I remember getting into the bus, going to Hershey from Philadelphia, and said, boy, am I tired. Nobody wanted to go to Hershey. Players didn't want to play there. It was a home game played away on the road. So everybody was a little annoyed to begin with. We would get to Hershey about 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon. They were in the hotel supposed to go to and stay in because we didn't do those kind of things in those days. Now, there was no hotel for us to stay at because we saved money in those days. Right. You didn't stay in the hotel. You went right to the arena and, and spent four or five hours. It was kind of a slapstick night. I remember, too, the locker room. The locker room was terrible. It was just a big room, a lot of brown benches set against the wall, and you had a row of wooden planks on the wall with spikes out of them that the players just hung their clothes on. It was very austere. The shower room was small. I think there were two or three shower heads for all of us. It was a hellhole. <laughs> but for three games a year, it was home for the Warriors. They didn't get room for us back then. No. You know, and it wasn't like the NBA is today. Uh, so we were just kind of walking around aimlessly in the... Uh, there was a hallway in the back. In the hallway in the back. Hallway in the back. And Will was actually playing, uh, went to a penny arcade and he was shooting uh, the gun. And uh, he told me afterwards, he said that he was really hot. He said that he was, you know, mowing everything down. It started to be a magical night from the beginning. Will loved to go, whenever he went to Hershey, he loved to go into the arcade. Must have put three dollars and quarters in. 
he was a shooting clay pigeons and he couldn't miss. And I started shooting rifles and so on and so forth, and I couldn't miss anything. So Ain't that interesting? Ain't that just crazy how that how that turned out? He's already having a, you know, he's not having a, a great day already. He's tired. He'd been up all night. Had been to an award show, and uh, <clears throat> and he goes into this penny arcade, and he's just on fire. He's just hitting these these clay pigeons. He's shooting them. And he he just. I he said I just couldn't miss. I mean, it's like I wasn't even trying, and I just couldn't. I couldn't miss anything. Uh, it's this kind of stuff, you know. And I love sports, and I know if you're watching this show, um, you know you love sports too. Subscribe to our channel. Try to help us hit 500. We appreciate. It. Share the show to somebody on Twitter world. Follow us. Repost this and follow us along over there um, on Facebook if you're watching over there. Also. But these are the little stories that I dislike. I mean, <clears throat> no, I'm not a huge NBA fan, but I, I mean, I like sports. So I just thought this was interesting. I wanted to share it with you guys. So uh, it's funny. This is just kind of a, a funny story how how his day just started off bad and he felt like it was just getting worse. But he goes to a penny arcade and he's hitting these clay pigeons. He just can't miss and. I don't know. Maybe he just was in some kind of zone. Obviously so. And it's going to share more information. And a lot of people think there's this misconception that, well, he just dunked the ball all the time. I mean, he was over seven foot tall. He's played a bunch against a non-athletic white guys. That's not true. These teams that <clears throat> that he was playing against, the Knicks were not terrible that year. <clears throat> they weren't the best team, but the Warriors wouldn't either. Um, I think they may – it tells here, and I don't know if they were going to make the playoff or if they were last – and their division there to where they could even the last team to maybe even have a chance to get into the playoffs. So, um, and he got fouled a lot and he tells about him getting just, man, they were whooping on him. I mean, they were elbowing him in the mouth. He tells about other stories of him just getting punched around and beat around. And, uh, it's really good. I want to share it with you. So let's continue to watch here. He's at the penny arcade and he's hot and he can't miss anything. And this is kind of how his day starting before the game It's what he did a lot. One of my closest friends, Ike Richmond, he had talked to the guy out the door who had worked in the arena for 20 years and said, the highest numbers ever posted here was such and such a thing. So he would bet me that I couldn't beat that. But I just blew all those numbers away. Well, this is about Will's 100-point game. Bing, bing. Is there some so if there was ever a clue I was going to have a high day, this was definitely the, the, the clip. That could have been an indication of something unusual was going to happen in that. So it's game 75 of an 80-game season. They're just playing out the string at this point. Right, the Knicks are a last place team. They're not going anywhere. They're going to finish twenty nine with twenty nine wins and fifty one losses. The Warriors are going to go to the playoffs, but they're too many games behind the Celtics yeah. to catch them. Hardly they're anybody there. Thing. Probably about forty five hundred people, maybe not even five thousand people at the game. Uh, no reporters from uh, any of the major media. Well, they're playing the Knicks. Uh, they're know? just I mean, uh, the guy from the at local the time they were bad. And, Nobody's uh, there. Will the scores hundred points. Before 4,000 mesmerized fans on March 2nd, 1962, 62. Will Chamberlain played in the clouds. The 7-1 center lifted his game beyond reach of any NBA player in history. I had a, a good shooting first half, I remember, scoring something like 41 points. By halftime of that unusual night, Will scored 41, although that figure hardly raised an eyebrow. Now, these Will are not clips from the game. So there was no cameras at the so game. Many okay? games there was no cameras. Okay. I didn't even know how many points he had. I was shooting 
out of realms out normally don't shoot it. I usually stay pretty much in, in, in the post, turn around, play with jump shots. But I was shooting jump shots from over the top again and running around. I was really hitting very, very well. His shot off the backboard that night, I'd say, accounted for most of his points. Every one of his fadeaways hit up high on the board, hit the rim, folk fell in. He was just shooting at a phenomenal percentage. Opposing players, including Bill Russell, wanted him to take that shot because he's falling away from the basket and he's not going to get the rebound. Yeah, who's going to block his guy? Seven didn't like the idea away. that people thought he was a great Nobody. player only because he was so tall. He wanted to prove that there was more to him than just He's that. an athlete, man. So he, he would take this a... fall away shot, yeah. falling away from the basket, shooting over the shoulder. He didn't even like to dunk the ball because he thought it was kind of cheap. He didn't want, did not want to be considered a great player because he was big. He did not like the dunk. He felt any big guy can dunk, et cetera, like that. He had a, he used to like to position himself on the left-hand side of the court in the pivot, close pivot, and the ball would come in and he would fade away and play a jump shot, about a 12, 15-foot jump shot off the board. That was his favorite shot. And when he was hitting that, it was almost impossible to stop, right, because he was so big, falling away and with his jumping and everything. And he was hitting that very well. The only way to stop it was the of him getting the ball, which is not easy when a guy is that big and strong. And he can jump. Seven feet. One inch tall and as athletic as any man who ever walked the earth. You try guarding that on a basketball court sometime. The level of on the playing field, I think, is uh, more even now than it was then. Not to say that, uh, you know, he did it against some scrubs because that's still a tough accomplishment to score 100 on anyone. But uh, I think once a guy gets to 60 or 70, you're going to start seeing triple teams. Uh, I think it'd be tough for a guy to get 80, you know, let alone 100. So, you know what bothered me about that was that a team has no pride. If a guy was roasting me like that, number one, I'd be in the locker room because I've been flagrant fouling him. Like, <laughs> you would not want a guy. It's embarrassing when a guy just roasts you. And we're talking about if a guy scored 30 or 40 points, or you should be embarrassed. At what point do you start the flagrant fouls? When he hits 70-something or? No, I think you start around 35, 40. Oh. Because if a guy got that many points in the first half, you think that they don't play like that anymore. Oh, but Chuck. Do I think we'll ever see somebody score 100 points again? No. Just because it's so competitive now that guys will won't allow it to happen. You know, you Man, might have you 98 know, and guys will like not allow you to score 100. So, you can't even play uh, without guys that when you get 50. on something quitting oh, well, and, and can't even play. AJ tells somebody, I, we don't allow people be to score that much. Well, yeah, you don't have people to play every game. No, but I, what it, you, you, it makes you think like these, when you go to your jump shot, you don't have no free mind. Well, when guys like run through your body and knock the hell out of you. Nobody could really stop him. And everybody tried the hard way to stop him. They tried to kill him. Will was in the pivot playing defense, and the fellow whom he was playing came back with an elbow and caught Will right in the teeth. I thought all his teeth were knocked out. And I looked on the floor, I couldn't find his teeth anywhere. What had happened, his teeth were pushed back up into his head. All you could see is the gums. He missed hmm. one game because of that. He missed one but game. But he brought to the players in the league was the knowledge oh. that they would have to get a baseball bat as the only way they could intimidate a will. He could take it. He was like a fighter who could take a punch. Any of you who have played Looking basketball know it's a rough sport. Played professionally, it is a murderous game. Because if they can't block his shots, they give him the elbow in the side, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. Hoping not to get caught at it. I don't know if uh, you know that you can. mouth, too. You know, ex-Marine, tough guy. Don't ever talk to him about this game. This guy was a tough character. 
and I have nothing but the highest uh, respect for him, especially if he's waiting outside. If the U.S. Marine, he would take a step back from nobody, and he did not want to see World Cigar 100 points. Richie says, kind of like in jest, he says, the big fella's going for 100 tonight. Now, the Knicks players were Knicks, not going to let him score 100. For some odd reason, well, they I was going to break a record against them, and they did not want that to happen. They said, not against us is he going to break a record. And so they decided to put a game plan of winning the game out of the bag and just try to stop Will Chamberlain. Well, what sort of a defense do they use against you? Bob Hope. Well, they tried man-to-man and game-guarding him with two or three men. I heard one team had what they thought was a perfect defense against you. They locked the dressing room door. <laughs> in the second half, uh, the Knicks double, triple, quadrupled Will. New York's got three men in front of him. Boy, they're all around, yeah. too. Once we realized that he was scoring so many points, you know, we don't want him to set records against us. Our strategy was anytime the ball goes into Will, let's follow him. He was awesome from the foul line that night. Bing, bing, like it was automatic. 28. See, that's what I'm saying. He he shot a lot of free throws in this game. You know, that's not – I mean, you can look at the stats, but – and if you're watching, again, you know, you're probably a sports person and, and you enjoy sports uh, like I do. And this is just kind of some stuff I didn't know about this hundred point game. I just I just thought I'd share it with you guys uh, here on a weird balmy spring light Saturday morning. So, uh, and if you're watching again, not as it live, uh, make sure you subscribe to the channel and hit the thumbs up on the video. For thirty two was unreal. Good God, sometimes we take ten games at twenty eight three throws. That was really the impetus. For his having a great game. The crowd got into the game in the second half. Very much by Sheets And they started their chant by my 60 point or so. When he got into the 70s, then it started getting louder. The fans started going a little more crazy. And, you know, everybody was just rooting. Every basket, the place was just bedlam. Chamberlain has 71. He's within two of the record. The excitement was the fact that Chamberlain had 73 in a regular game and 78 in an overtime game. Yes, he he'd, already, he'd already been scoring a lot of points the week before. Alert the PA announcer, Dave Zinkoff. I think we ought to call every point that Will gets over the PA system. So nobody really done that before back then. You got this is the PA announcer. Okay. Dave Zinkoff. There's no cameras there. The Zink, as he was known. There's an announcer. Dave What you're hearing is just recorded off the radio. Zinkoff says, ladies and gentlemen, a new scoring record has been set by Wilt Chamberlain. He has 79 points. History being written tonight in Hershey. The big man has broken the record and he's gone for more. You know what's in the fans' mind? They're thinking of the magic number. This is 100. not, this is not from the game. Okay? There was no cameras. Well, by that time, I was really exhausted. <laughs> and I had started stop having a good night. I started to miss. Even I got to the foul line one time and I missed my usual two in a row. And I said to myself, Jesus Christ, what a, what a way to mess up a good, a good night. And I said, I might not make another another foul shot the rest tonight. And I was really tired. And people thought, how we won 100. We won 100. I don't think any of us realized that Wilt was on that much of a tear. It's not uncommon for Wilt to get 70, 75, 60 points that year. So you got used to it. And I don't think I was aware of how many points he had. Until the end of the game, it was just one of those games, and I don't. And we didn't make a conscious effort, contrary to what people think. We did not make a conscious effort to get the ball to Will till late. Sink was doing the game, and somewhere along the line, he started chatting off every point. 
Chamberlain for two. And then <laughs> started plugging you. Once he got, like, oh, he got he's into 90, they're like, ways. okay, he's going to get 100. And his teammates like, we're going to pass him the ball. Let's the thing that I really began to reflect on as a 100-point game was that the other team, being the Knicks, were trying their best to keep me from scoring any points at all. They would do things like foul the other, my other team teammates. They would freeze the ball for as long as they could. They would do all sorts of dumb things. They weren't even trying to win the game. They were trying to keep me from scoring 100. New York was freezing the ball. And had you just walked into the game, and not realize what was going on, you'd say, here, here's a team they're losing by 15 points and they're freezing the ball. They wanted to use time so we couldn't score. In fact, they got they did so not ridiculous. To score 100. They at, tried everything. Not, stretch, like, they, they were deliberately fouling us when we got the ball in bounds to keep the clock from running. Yeah. I was embarrassed, you know, basically playing in a game like that. And while they were freezing it, we were fouling them so that we'd get the, the ball back. Lockers. And then we consequently, when we did get the ball back, they were trying to foul our guards before the ball would get in the well. But my teammates, once they got the ball, made sure they couldn't get fouled. They ran positions where they couldn't be and got me the ball under any circumstances. In the second half, the team not decided video from the game. maybe okay. they could get there was no um, cameras So they there. were feeding Crazy, him constantly. We were going for 100. His record was our record. And then we all realized that this was, this was going to happen. And uh, <laughs> it was comical because from that point on, uh, all, all the shots went to Wilt, all the passes went to Wilt, and, the, and everybody on the uh, Knicks team tried to get the ball to any player except Wilt. They would foul. Anybody, they just tried their best uh, to keep the ball away from Will, and he was not going to go for it. We would finally we wound up throwing the ball from out of bounds, all the way down the court to Will. Will gets 96, he gets 98. Well, with the ball down yeah. the right side, passes to Chamber, and he's open. He shoots. See that? He got him. Let's do that. I gotta see that again. Uh, Next team tried ball to get the ball to any player he except Will. They would foul anybody. I they just tried their now. best uh, to keep the ball away from Will, and he was not going to go for it. We would. Finally, we wound up throwing the ball from out of bounds all the way down the court to Will. Will gets 96, he gets 98. What is that? What kind of, what kind of shot is that? We started to get excited the last several minutes of the game. I think really they want to see me score to 100 a lot more ever than I ever anticipated. I mean, they did things that were incredible, and they made a special concert effort to get that ball to me above and beyond the call. My teammates were really the real heroes of the 100-point game. And I'm not saying that because it's really a nice thing to the patch team on the side. Or really or Without them deciding that they want to Just see the ball. Will Chamberlain and, score 100 you know, points, I, I don't think it gives some of the pieces of, of uh, they want to be part of history or however, whatever. I, I think that they were showing me that really they respected what I had did all year long, and this would be the icing on the cake. One minute and one second to play at 98 points. Rogers throws one to Chamberlain. He's got it. He took a two-hand set shot from half court on the left side and almost went in <laughs> because he did that in practice and he was pretty good at it. I think he learned that when he was with the Trotters. And I got that rebound and he came up and set up and I got him the ball and he took that little fadeaway jump and that didn't work. Richie Guerin uh, came flying at me, ready to, uh, about to tackle me. And now here comes Richie Guerin, bearing down on Luckland, and he's got fumes. He is furious. This is not going to happen. 
at the same moment that Will bumped his man off his hip, gave me the signal, which was woo. And uh, for that second, he was open, and I got the ball to Will before Garen hit me. Lucky for me, Will was open. He bumps a guy off of his hip, and there he is. I threw in the ball. Boom, the rest is history. Couldn't believe. Now, what's funny is we're, we're, it's not over. There's a few more minutes left. It was like watching some sort of a natural cataclysmic disaster, maybe, you know, an earthquake or, a, <laughs> or a, you know, a flood of some sort. It was magnificent. After we scored, he ran back to be on, def on defense. By the time he, he got in front of midcourt, the fans had already started coming out on the court. The people that were there just rushed to court. <laughs> it was a wild scene. It must have been 46 or 47 seconds remaining in the game. People Man, just everybody ran out of the stadium. I mean, look at all the people around him. Look at all those people. There's two look. things that I talk about it's when crazy. I talk about that game that are, that are most important. Number one, we won the game, contrary to popular belief, a lot of people. And the other thing is, Will tried to come out of the game before he got to 100 points because the game was won. And many people say, well, he was trying to rub it in. He was not trying to rub it in. He played the game the Three right way. Three or four way. weeks earlier than Frank McGuire had class. Well, one day soon, Will will probably score 100, 100 points. Frank McGuire had two rules. The offense always went through Wilt, and Wilt never left the floor. But Frank McGuire acted like he didn't know Wilt when Wilt was trying to come out of the game. He kept looking away from him. And Wilt was tired and wanted to come out of the game. Did you start to, like, at 85 points, did you start to feel bad a little yeah, bit? Absolutely. Like, yeah, absolutely. Like, talked. I'll just try and miss this yeah. one 100 points. And I did that. I know. I did, did that. And my mother scolded me when I got home. You should be ashamed of yourself. It was not an easy night. You do no, your no, best, Will. You don't yes. dare do that. No you don't room. lay down for nobody. You used to the And, you know, I was a guy and Tom and myself and a few of us, we were very, very happy that, you know, he scored 100 points. And he was the only guy who had his down look on his face. I'm wondering, I said, big fella, what's the matter? What are you upset about? He said, well, I never thought I'd take 60 shots in the ball game. And we, in my infinite wisdom, said, yeah, but you made 36 of them, so we'll take that in the air week. I grabbed a piece of paper, wrote 100. So I walked over to Wilk. I said, Wilk, you see the sign? That indicates what you did here tonight. Drinking the tower's going to take a picture of you. <laughs> I said, hey, great idea. It's arguably the most important photograph of basketball ever. And just think that, I mean, if, if he wouldn't have done that, I mean, we'd have definitely had, you know, stats to know that Wilt had scored 100 points in the game. There's, you know, their person keeping a book, but there's no TV there. I mean, there's like, I, I, there was a picture of the people rushing him after the court. I, I get, you know, we assume that. Because they're putting this together, whoever done the video um, did a good job on, on the video to show these highlights and put the highlights in sequence with what they're talking about. There's no camera at this game. So when you say video of like you're hearing the radio guy say, you know, he scored 100 and then the game, you know, eventually the game's over and it shows a highlight of people running on the court. That's not from that game. So what I'm saying is this picture, this may be the only picture of that day. I, I'm, I'm sure they took some other pictures, maybe some of those still shots that we saw, maybe some of those pictures were, were from uh, the game with the, you know, the people bands and stuff uh, out there in California to, uh, to celebrate with Will. Um, it's crazy, but this, 
this is the one that I can say for sure in this video, this is maybe the only picture they have of the day of, of accomplishing such a, it's just historic. Whether you like basketball or not, it's just uh, something historic. And I think it's pretty cool. I shook his hand. I said, I'm holding that piece of paper. There was a wild celebration. It was just not that big a deal. The feeling is terrific regret. When Wilt Timmons with 100 points in the New York Knicks, I don't think SI gave me that much space. I wasn't on, on the cover the next week. No one week. was there that night. There yeah. was no video. But there it was, was no TV. It was, was still done, though. It, 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 I it, it was, was still done. done. Can you there. believe that one of the greatest feats, maybe the greatest feat in sports history, he scores yeah. 100 points in Hershey, Pennsylvania in one yes. game. There's no camera there. Nobody, no cameras. That's the most incredible thing that's ever happened. In uh, indoor sports, no cameras. The in this game. We want to congratulate Mr. Radio Guy. And, uh, it's crazy. I'll tell you how pleased we are to have you on. But I mean, you don't know going Thank in. You. But he had been Thank scoring you. seventy points in all these games. He just had seventy example that he said in his life. I want to thank him. For those of us who had an opportunity to play with him and know him as a person, uh, I just can't say enough great things about him. And you know. Wilt has taken so many bad raps uh, from, you know, in terms of public relations. Uh, he was one of the nicest guys in the world. And he treated me, a uh, rookie, uh, with a great deal of respect. And I thought he was just a fine guy. I had, I had no problem. The year we won the championship here, uh, Wilt uh, came to a function that they had for me, and he gave me a basketball. And he had a quote on it. He had it made up. And the quote is, to Al, who did all the right things at the wrong time, because I didn't miss a shot that night in the whole nine yards. It's very, very simple. If five guys play one man, you should get open once in a while. So what happened is, uh, you know, I was just kind of sneaking around a little bit. And you go play Wilt. Go play Wilt. You five go there and give me a basket once in a while. Wilt didn't like the 100-point game for a long time. He thought it fed the belief that he was interested only in padding his own statistics. It wasn't until later in life that Wilt came to embrace it. It was almost like a father and son estranged, you know, coming back together. So scoring 100 points in a game was a great, great feat. And I really think about that. It was an exhibition of great art and skill. And that's the way I've always remembered it. People say, real thing, they say 100 points. So I would guess this is the biggest game, you know, that I ever, I ever had. Oh, I was just so glad they were doing it to somebody else and not us. <laughs> oh, I said, boy, that could have been me. Because <laughs> he was that talent. He was so dominant uh, and so impossible to stop. Wilt was bound to score 100 points, whether it was going to be that season or some other season in the future. They come to a game and people came to the game. They said, well, he's capable of scoring 100 points. And every night they were looking for 100, 100 points. At the end of this epic night, a tired Will Chamberlain actually hitched a ride he back to his New York apartment with several Nick players. And so I, I thought he rode back in the really game really with the players. But every time they get home to the venue, it becomes a troll booth, you know, you stop and I wake up. And I can hear these guys. He didn't have a car to get back home. Can you believe SOB got 100 points against us? And then I kind of like fall back to sleep again. And then I wake up again. And they spent the whole trip talking about the 100 points and how they, I should be ashamed of myself what I did. And I'm, 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 I'm really embarrassed. You know, and so when I got to when I got to my apartment, they, they, they let, let me off. I said to them, hey, thanks, guys. I'm really sorry about the 100 points. I didn't really mean it. But I said, you know. <laughs> he came up with Willie Knowles and Johnny Green. And Will said that he had to sit in the back of his car. And he acted like he was asleep the whole time going back to New York. Because he said they, they threatened to throw him out the car uh, at some point coming down from Pennsylvania. So uh, they were really very embarrassed about the whole thing. Mm -hmm. yes, and so they were mad at me. And he didn't you know, like it. I was just out there trying to have fun. He was just I'm surprised they even wanted him in the car. You know, here's a guy who got 100 points against me, blew my brains out, and I was riding back in my car, taking him back to New York. Yeah, and I immediately fell asleep. And while I'm falling asleep and we hit a toll road stop, I kind of wake up and I can hear them saying, Can you believe that SOB had 100 points against us? And the whole conversation between half hours was them calling me these names. 
the phone, you dropped me off at my house first, and I get out of the car. I said, hey, fellas, uh, thanks for the work. You know, and I'm so sorry about the 100 points. <laughs> I, said, I said, I mean, yeah. I didn't mean to get SOB, but what the hell? <laughs> I know it seems like a, a miracle number to a lot of the people, but I could have scored a number of other, other times. But if I had a better day and had a better cause, I believe it would have been more important to me. But, you know, time, you take averaging 50 points. Okay, now, here's the, um, the points per game. This is the list here of uh, current, and you can see Wilt's uh, 61, 62. Now the years, uh, Jordan 34.98. James Harden is, is right under Wilt. Jordan, of course, is uh, fifth, so that was his, like his, the year, I guess they played the Lakers that year, 87, 88. Somebody tell me if I'm wrong. But it shows here, and I think it's on the next little slide here, it shows how many shots he took and how many field goals. So you can tell, I mean, by just mathematically, how many times he done it. It's a game. To me, that was phenomenal. Right. To go out on the court and say, hey, in order for me to hit my average, I have to score 50 tonight. And if I score anything under 50, then I'm really not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And when I made the 100 points, I was averaging over 50 games, so it was like doubling your, your average, you know. And I was not that impressed at the time. But as I look at it and remember how hard those guys tried to keep me from scoring all of those points, uh, I, I kind of chuckled. We'll love to tell stories like that. Stories that may not sound true, even if they often were. And that's what's so perfect about the man he scored 100 points. Because all the mystery surrounding the troops has always kept people wondering how it happened. Will would always talk about how there was no film of a lot of things he did, and he always mentioned a hundred point game. I used to hate the fact that it was a video, but as time goes on, I think it kind of adds to the mystique of, of the game. Uh, you, know, you saw Kobe at the eighty-one against the Toronto Raptors in L.A., but I mean, a hundred points—it's it's hard to fathom. That's hard to put it into words. Uh, just how impressive that is. So um, I think it is a uh, uh, you know something that'll never be uh, surpassed, and nobody will ever have upwards of a hundred points again. Uh, I don't think anybody would ever catch Will with a hundred. Uh, that's just that's just different. I really don't see a 100-point game ever happening again. I don't see anybody doing it. Yeah, there's somebody to score 100 points in a game. As a player, you never feel like that's attainable. As much as we got confidence in ourselves, 100 points is a lot of points to score in a regulation game. It's just like hearing Zeus, you know? It's just that, that legend, that myth. I struggle when, when people say, well, who did who score 100 points again? I don't care who scored 100 points again. To score 100 points in an NBA basketball game. I don't care. You're pretty good. Fate, nobody. Pretty 100 good. points? If I were to score 100 points, yes, it would probably be me, Trenton Burst, a bunch of preschoolers. It would never be broken. Who would ever go do that? I would ask myself, was he playing by himself or was he playing against the other five guys in the other team? Unimaginable, basically. I can't even imagine seeing anybody do that. It's kind of like legend. I wish I could have seen it. I never wanted to move the 100 points, but I've had so many better games. I will say this. If we were meant to play basketball and worry about winning the game, I'd have probably 150 points. See, after scoring 41 points in the first half, he exploded for 59 more in the second half. He took okay, let's see here. Let's see. He's 10 for, 10 for 16 in this third here. Uh, he was eight for eight on his free throws. All right, but 63, shots of 32. So 
Um, free throws to Maiden Miss. God, that's a lot of good. For, man, that's, what percentage free throw shooter is that? 25 rebounds? Now, now, I could give him some of that say, well, he's just taller than everybody. I mean, but okay. But I, he only dunked the ball like four times in this game. I, I don't – to make that many shots, 36 nations, shots of balls 63 times. Ain't that crazy? Took 63 shots, made 36 of them. What might be most impressive is that Chamberlain was a career 51% free throw shooter, and he hit 28 of his yeah. 32 free throws. Will anybody ever score 100 points? Yeah, I mean, like I can score 100 points in free throw shooting that night. I, 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 think, think, so. I think somebody could score 100 in a game, only because it's small ball now. You know who can minutes. do it? Clay Thompson can do it. Man, I had 61 nah. points with 11 dribbles. He was 40 short. Yeah, I don't. But, yeah. but 40. But, <laughs> 39 points. He was 20 short, man. I'm saying. And Kobe had the 81. And he was 40 short. He still walked down. I feel like Clay would have got it if he's played sure. all four quarters, uh, especially after having that 30 plus third quarter. This video's up. Like, I think I had a shot at it back in 2016, you know, 16, 29 minutes, but that's still 40 points away. That is incredible. 40. That means I had to play the rest of the game. And go for forty, and I, that, that, it's hard to even process how he did that. He was facing double and triple teams, but yes. that record will never That's be broken. Will Chamberlain is a timeless talent. He could play in any era and be the best athlete on the floor. Yeah. Will anyone ever score hundred points in any big game again? Yeah, I, mean, I, I think in time, I think that day will come. Somebody will do it. Eventually, it's going to happen. Oh, I suppose it could yeah. theoretically yeah. happen. Played for the Harlem Globetrotters, but. Will there ever be another Will Chamberlain? Let's go to Olympic athlete. Oh, oh, great, great sight, Al. Happy to see Will Chamberlain. I jump. I jump. Absolutely not. Dude, look at him run. One, two, three, four. He's about five steps. He's down the court. Get out of here. Dude, he's he at the top shot. of the backboard. Yes, it can happen. I believe that a great basketball player on a good night for him or a hot night for him can score 100 points. I believe that, sincerely. I'll be the other records I have that they may have a hard time ever taking a look at. I don't know. I don't think ain't nobody beat none of the darn records. Wow, guys, are you kidding me? Uh, man, uh, how are you going to beat a 100 point night? He beat 100 point nine. Let me take this off here. You're not going to beat a guy that's, that scored 100 points. They just, there ain't no way. Uh, so, now here's a question that a lot of people bring up. Um, if you played today, which a lot of the guys that you just seen there, which are their NBA players, they think that he could. I think he could. Just his athleticism alone is just – it's uncanny. I, I just – you really just need to go see. You need to go watch this guy play what little bit of film there was on him. You need to go look up his other attributes of – in the Olympics, it's just crazy. He was something like what nobody had ever seen before. But against some of the guys today – I, there's more big guys now, okay, that are uh, very athletic, from KD to 
the the new what's his name? I'll say it wrong. Wimbledon or uh, it, this the new tall kid. He he's pretty good, man. He's pretty athletic to be a tall guy because you get a lot of guys. We think about Manute Bowl and Yao Ming, how big they are and they're kind of clumsy and they don't they don't really attack the goal. They just kind of they're just out there taking up space and they'll block some shots and you know they'll get 10, 12, 15, maybe get hot and have a 20 point night hot. Wilt was you see what he looked like. He was built just like those guys. I mean, he looked like he kind of looked like Yao Ming. More muscular. But and and if you're at least my age, at least 40, you've seen Ming play. If you're my age or a little older, 45 and above, you remember Manute Bowl playing. Man, Bowl, he he couldn't hit no shot. What's his Manute Bowl's career average? It's not 50. So to say these big guys, and he's just, you know, he was just bigger than everybody, and he could just score all these points back in the time. Well, all those guys were big too. Now, if you're over seven, there's very few anomalies that can play the game over seven foot tall. There's only one or two guys. Number one for me is Shaq. Now, I've seen him play. Now, I call the end of Jabbar's career. I didn't get to say, I uh, didn't get to see him play at the height of his career, maybe more towards as he was getting ready to retire when um, Magic was around and when the Bulls beat the Lakers that first championship they won. But could Will go out on the floor now? You know, let's go over here and see what the comments are saying. Could Will comment people? Could uh, – yeah, he was just – he was the greatest of all times. Average Joe's um, – uh, Let's see. Dean says people have dumbed down his stats like they're easy. Yeah, you're right. Yes, thank you, Mr. Uh Calmo for stopping by. Yeah, props to props to Wilt, man. I just could he score a hundred points in today's game? We'll never know. And it's something that we like to talk about and something that kind of gives us something to talk about. Because uh, after Super Bowl tomorrow, the season's going to take a hard left. And uh, we'll be I'll be doing uh, more stuff like this, you know, through through and through and uh, kind of sharing some, some news and uh, going along with stuff and, and talking about stuff. And uh, anyway... All right, let's get off here and uh, everybody go rest your feet and enjoy your weekend. And uh, don't forget, be nice to somebody and say something nice. And um, y'all enjoy the rest of your day. And it's just something to think about. And if you want to go back and watch that video, um, I'll go find it again. I'll put the link for that video uh, in the comments. And, you know, type down there and tell me some other guys that you think could – who could score 100 points, you know? Some of the other big guys we mentioned – didn't get to see Jabbar play his prime, but uh, man, Shaq was oof. Shaq's the best big man I got to see play. Okay, now there's other good bigs like you saw Patrick Ewing out there when him when Shaq and they all shook hands. Um, I don't think Patrick was Starkey if he's still on was was because 
Bo's a big Knicks fan. Was was uh, Ewing over seven? I think he was a six ten or six eleven guy. Yeah, so y'all still on? Let me know uh, how tall. I can't remember how tall Patch was, but he. You can see they're standing next to each other. That Wilt was seven two, and Patrick was a little under. Plus, he had that nice tall box kid and play haircut. And uh, you can see Shaq was pretty close. Um, Shaq was pretty close to Wilt right there at that time. So, uh, just enjoy the video and uh, had fun with you guys today. So, y'all enjoy the rest of the day, and we'll see you tomorrow at four o'clock. Be right here, locker room sports talk. Don't miss a show. Hit the like and subscribe to the channel. That way, it's just saving it as one of your favorites that you will come back on Sundays and I'll let you know. Pop, a little, get a little notification. Locker Room Sports is live. That's all that's about. Just hit the subscribe button. Help us hit 100, man. We're trying to get to 500. It's so We're so close. So close. Thank you all. We'll uh, see you tomorrow at 4 o'clock.